0: Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at
1: downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. All right, all right, all right. Good morning. Man, it's so awesome to be here on this outreach Sunday as we huddle together to talk about the vision and how we want to be a part of being a solution to the problems in central Arkansas, the state of Arkansas, that we can be a light that shines throughout the country for us meeting the needs of our community. Mm-hmm. In life, I, know, I realize we'll be known for three things. The problems we solve, the ones we create, and the ones we talk about. So I'll use, use those three categories. We have an opportunity each and every day to be a problem solver for somebody else. I realized a long time ago, when you solve problems for others, you never have to apply for a job. People come to get you. And when God sends you out serving for others, and he puts you in the game, he accesses his power within you when you wake up every morning going out to bless others and not being inwardly focused to bless yourself. So that's what today is talked about. I'm Coach Hill. I get the chance to, to work as our outreach coordinator, our director, and it was just really Excited about what the future looks like, but, but I won't let you know, I discovered it through the unfortunate situation of COVID-19, going to visit the communities when everything shut down. I got to go out with our CityServe team for four months, from March through July, each and every day in southwest Little Rock. And I'm going to be very honest with you, I was blown away. And I didn't know what existed till I went there every day and I saw it. it's one thing to drive through a place and see something one day and it doesn't really process, but when you go every day and you look at the trials and tribulations of others, it made me realize, you know, I've been to Africa several times and wanted to go there and I've been outreach ministry. You don't have to go away to Africa to serve. You can go four miles from here and get involved because there are needs. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm heavily involved recruiting students to give opportunities about leadership, to help others go back in their communities, I have students. I, I, I All of that's necessary. I got that, 100%. But what I'm sitting here and saying, in our community, what our church can be active in in transforming our community is what today's message is about. We're not going to no longer look at something and say, man, I hope somebody do something. Or what we're going to do. We're going to put together infrastructure that's going to be transformational that other people are going to say, man, I want to be a part of that. How can we get involved? How can we do that? Here's what I want to realize. Talking about faith, because only because faith is allowing me to talk about this message and what we hope to do. And I was back when I moved to Little Rock. I became the president of Arkansas Baptist College, and everybody told me when I was working at Washington, I was working at Washington Development Office, told me, man, I wouldn't go back to, to, to uh, Arkansas Baptist College, I wouldn't go back to Little Rock, crime was bad, and man, it's, you're gonna have a hard job, and how they gonna pay you and all that. And I said, why are you thinking about doing it? I said, because God has put this on my heart. God disrupted my life because I saw a need, a problem that needed to be solved. So I didn't no longer want to sit in the office, and be a part of comfort. I want to get out in the battle, as Jesus did when he walked the earth, as all of the people are heroes of faith in the Bible. There are stories in the Bible because of heroes of faith. They're not there because they said comfort. They got drew their pension, they drew their retirement, and say, hey, I'm going to just go out and end. I think all that's good. But when I look back and I see when I went to work every day on Martin Luther King Drive, the sacrifice that Dr. King made is the reason I was driving down his street. How are we gonna make a difference? How are we gonna be transformational? You can't grow in your comfort zone. It's not comfortable growing. It's kinda of like lifting weights. I'm going ready to start working out Bronson. I told him I'm gonna get him a six pack, but it's gonna be uncomfortable. But that's how you grow. That's how you get stronger. So what I want to talk to you about today is faith is a disruptor. Faith is a disruptor. Why? Because I'm telling you, as you walk around, people in our country who don't have faith, they're easy to tell you what's right, what they think you should do. All in the Bible, the scriptures, is about people disrupting the everyday common life. Because why? Of their belief in God. City Serve, as Bronson was talking about what we're doing at our city right now, man, over the last four months, it's transformational. I've never been more excited. It's really given me a lot of confidence. You know, in the past, when people will call and said, hey, we need something, you know, we may go out and pray for them, and you really can't do anything but pray. But now, when I see what we can do. Last weekend, we put furniture in people's houses. We fed over 650,000 meals since COVID-19 started. We've mobilized. We've been transformational. And what CityServe is, it's a disruptor for poverty. It's a disruptor. We are disrupting poverty. And see, we're huddled here today, and I'm like stepping into the hull, getting ready to call a play. All right? And then we're going to score outside the walls of the church. That's why we're here. It's no reason for us to sit here and call a play, then go back home and say, well, I hope somebody do something. No, you're here for a reason. I'm trying to get you in the game. I'm the head coach, Bronson athletic director. He wants me to win, or he said he's going to fire me. I got to get some, we got to make this happen. But you know how when we go out in the community, do you know the wins that we have It's when we see babies praying yeah. after you feed them. You know, when you grow hope, you know what the, to me, the letters hope stand for helping other people evolve. Well, I realize people with no hope, they smoke dope. They stay high. Because why? They don't like their current situation. What happens when you start growing hope in the word? When you give people the word of God and that's where your hope comes from? So you don't have to take that hit every now and then. You can just stay high all the time on the word of God. You got to keep that word in you, though. Let me ask you this question. Do you know what's really going on in central Arkansas? I, I don't think most people know what's going on. And I didn't either. I'm, let, me, let, me, let me be the first. Until I saw what was happening on 65th Street, in south of Little I was blown away. I've taken several ex- executives out there. They said, man, I didn't know this was going on. I said, yeah. I said, but here's what the deal. We're getting ready to change this. We're getting ready to change this. And I'm going to give you these statistics. In, in Arkansas now, and then our city is magnified. It's where the largest numbers exist. How many people were homeless last night in the state of Arkansas? 3,000. 3,000 homeless people last night. Here's this. How many of them were under 18? 12,000. Walked around last night with no place to sleep. Looking. See, I know, listen, I know, because when you see people on the side of the road with a sign, you know, are they really like, I don't. Hey, look, we let God handle that. But when I see a kid, have you ever driven by the Salvation Army? I used to take all the food that we had left after feeding throughout the day and drive by the Salvation Army because there was a family up there with four little kids that I want to make sure that they got fed. That's real, right here, two blocks or three blocks away. How many households rely on food stamps in the state of Arkansas? 163,000. How many kids rely on free meals at schools? 61%, nearly 300,000. How many adults currently abuse drugs or alcohol? I just said, you know what I said about no hope? Over 200,000 a day. You know what? They don't know where to turn to. They think a temporary high We'll get them through the next moment. See, but I realize if we are there to show them the light of righteousness in the word of God. That we can be transformational. How many children overdosed last year in the state of Arkansas? 446. 446 died. What percentage of Arkansas fourth graders are already reading below grade level? 70%. 70%. You know why that's a critical stat? Because how do you read the Bible to build your relationship if you can't read? It's amazing. I, I know God meant for everybody to learn to read because that's why he gave Moses the Ten Commandments in the written word. I guess he could have created an iPod back then if he wanted to, (laughs) but he knew the written word was where it's supposed to be. Let me talk to you about some personal statistics that speak to my heart every day. Now, I don't want to say it's because, you know, everybody say, well, you know, there's a lot of problems, and there are, and I can't fix all of them, but God has given me a special intuition to understand how certain problems can be healed, just like I had a, my mother had aneurysm, so I talked to a neurosurgeon. Uh, my dad had stomach cancer, so I talked to a cancer specialist. Uh, you know, I had, used to have back surgery, so I talked to an orthopedic surgeon. So listen, we're all gifted in our certain areas, and that's why we're going to be asking for the New Life Downtown 100. We're going to get 100 people registered to sign up so we can strategically plan how we're going to serve. We want the whole fall mapped out, the whole spring mapped out, and if you want to serve on extra day, that's fine. But we want to be organized that we know that we're getting ready to deliver. I see my two fish and five loaves teams out there. I already cast a vision with them. I said, we're going to show up at Spanish John's and we're going to cook food. Then we're going to put furniture in the houses of those who don't have furniture. We're going to love on the little kids. We're going to have a football camp for them out there. We're going to give them a new vision for themselves to be transformational. I told Pastor Rick, I said, let me share with you what my heart is. I said, I realize that the number one cause of death for African-American males aged 15 to 34 is homicide. I said, that's a pandemic. I said, I want to change that. And I said, but people don't realize, the second cause of death for African-American males ages one through 14 is also homicide. Think about that. You go from one to 14, I have a higher chance of being murdered from one to 14, and then when I get to 15 to 34, it becomes number one. Now that is a pandemic. I want that talked about. Because that's how you put the neighbor back in the hood. You address the morality of your community. You give access to education, and you give godly expectations. But what happens when you don't know the word? So they don't even know the plays to run. They have not practiced to be fundamentally sound. But we can transform that. Let me show you what happened on this little highlight reel of City Serve. That's to looking towards transformation. So you can see, I want to cast this vision so you can see what we're getting ready to do, what we're asking you to mobilize. We, we're grateful you're here. Thank you for wearing your mask. We're going to wear our mask out there in the, in the community, too. We're going to be blessing folks, and we'll try to stay six, six feet apart if we need to, but we need to mobilize to go out to serve. Check this out. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Doctor football, Doctor meal and training camp. Doctor
0: football, meal and training camp. <laughs> <Doctor> football, <laughs> meal, training, training. camp.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, today.
0: It's a birthday. It's a birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look <laughs> it, let me see. Happy birthday. Let me see, hold it up, hold up. hold it up. Hold it up. Tell her hi, your face,
1: say hi
0: people you got a crew, huh? what's
1: your name no, no. what's your name <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> mm, and who are dad. you sir i'm coach i'm coach coaching the kids Co-
0: Watching
1: TV all day. That's why your eyes are burning. Even looking at a screen, <laughs> they come out here in the sunlight it's like world. God loves the world. He gave his own son, awesome, John, three and sixteen. Hey man, that's what I'm talking about. Go. Good. I love that. I love. Watch out! Watch out! Go back up! Back up! Good. Come on, though. Good. One more time. Uh oh. Who hoes? Who Who We're getting it on right now. We're getting it on, baby. <laughs> it's our serve coup right here. Yay, yay. <laughs> <New light drive>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can up, That's our shake it out with. but now she's a body. Yep, on um, Booker Street. Awesome. Yeah,
0: because we still want to be able to help him from no matter what Okay, right
1: yeah, but like I said, yeah. she used to be here, but she she just mm-hmm. got a housing back, so yeah. we just wanted mm-hmm. to see if we could will need See, that's a perfect example, Sarah, who leads our outreach coordinate how we get our deliverables out to the community. That was a resident director of of that living facility, one family. Had three babies with no beds, no furniture. So when I was feeding, I found that out. I called Sarah. Sarah comes out with me. She meets with her and said, hey, what are the needs of the community so we can get that? Sarah takes that in, processes it, put our call into the city serve. We have a pickup day where we go get it. We get vans, U-Hauls, and we take around on Saturday. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you why that faith is important. That family who has been without for maybe months... Somebody's been telling how big God is, but nothing ever shows up. How do you think their faith is? But what happens when they see somebody, and I know God has designated us to certain places to be certain place. He's using us as a vessel. That's why I realized why I was placed there for such a time as this to go in that situation and say, hey, Sarah, come with me today. Take the orders. That's what Miss that's what Sarah was doing. I call her servant Sarah. She was taking down everything that we needed, what they didn't have, so we could go back and get it. Then we come through. We pick it up, and on Saturday, now when they started praying, in the morning, Saturday morning we show up, and they think it's old stuff, somebody just give them stuff, but it's in brand-new boxes from Amazon, Costco, and we furnish their whole house, and then we pray over them. That's activating the Holy Spirit for God to show up and show out. That's being part of the solution. See, now we just don't have to pray. That's part of it. We are praying, but we're going to go blessing. So that faith, I want to talk about that faith because you are activating the faith by you getting involved. See, somebody's praying. See, so many times we want to bless ourselves. I know that's, I used to, I used to have, that was, that was my deal. Man, how can I do better by me? How can, I, in, in, how, how can I grow my finances, which is important, but it's for me? How can I be a blessing to somebody else? It's not about you, but then God takes care of you as you take care of somebody else. It's an amazing deal, Why? Because God owns everything so He can reappropriate whatever you need when you're out there. But if you're trying to bless yourself, a person wrapped up in himself make for a real small package. So God will let you take care of yourself. And I realized that when I told you when I came down to ABC, I had a great vision, but it wasn't about fits. it was about faith. was about faith and God had gave me this vision. Now the vision I have for CityServe is to be transformational. When people say, well it's dangerous over there, where that place in June they had four homicides and I was even told by a police officer, probably not safe for y'all to go feed over there based on what happened. We had one baby come out one day and say, Mama say, I can't play outside today because too many bullets flying around. That's right up the street. I sit there and say, now, are we going to sit here and say, oh, it's, it's not safe for us to go over there, or are we going to step over there in faith and change it? See, because when you start protecting yourself, and which you got to be rational about making good decisions. But I believe, I was telling Pastor Bronson, I said, I think we're supposed to go over there and change that neighborhood. I think we're supposed to go be transformational and let people see what God can do when our people decide that we're no longer going to sit on the sideline and let this be the norm. We're going to be the disruptor that's going to be transformation to change this. Or are we going to sit over there and say, somebody ought to do something. How many times you heard that? The comfort zone that we live in. Why do we sit back and see something being wrong and wonder why nobody's doing anything? That's why when I went to work every day on, at Arkansas Baptist, every time I turned off on Walter King Drive, I thought about a person who gave of themselves and Dr. King so that I could have the opportunity that I have today. The sacrifice that's necessary to take place. What are you sacrificing? What are you willing to serve? What, are you willing to get outside your comfort zone? Or are you going to look out the window and say, man, we don't need to go over there? I told him, no, we're going over there. But what I need you to do, if you think it's that dangerous, come protect us. Because how are the babies going to eat? What are they going to do? So we, we got to go change that situation. We got to go get involved. I want to tell you about, as I was as teaching and talking about the faith, the faith that you have, as a teacher and instructor, taking tests, getting to grad school, you always take this test, and when they come back, you probably see them, ACT, GRE, all the tests you have to take to get in grad school, school, college, they rank you on really a bell, it's a really a bell curve, to see how well you do, to see where you fit in, in the bell curve, I want to talk to you about that, on where's your faith today. Where's your faith today (laughs) on the bell curve? I want you to see the bell curve. I'm gonna put up there the normal distribution of the bell curve. See, we all fall in some category of faith. And it's kind of like, and leave that up there for a minute. It's kind of like flying on a plane. To get in first class, you gotta pay a price. To get in business class, you still gotta pay a little bit more. Fly coach, that's average. That's a mass number. Some of these bankers out here, I know, they, they, put, they put together the number it costs. When you get a, a, a good number, it produces a profit. And you, and you keep it that way, you say you can do that. Then you go over there to, to the others, what I call, that's A, B, C, D, and F. So I started looking at that, and I said, that's how our faith ranks. So you go back to the end over here, You could have over here another 1% of people who don't believe at all. But you know what? That's why we open up the doors. The greatest thing about it, you can move from there to there with the Word of God and belief. You don't have to have it's a belief in the Word. That's why I say reading the Bible is so important because your faith can grow from there to there without anything else but your relationship, your intimacy with God with your intimacy with God, it can move you from there. Let's take from no belief, then let's go to what I call critical faith, what I call bird watchers A critic with no expertise. They can tell you everything that's wrong, but they have no expertise. They can say, well, I wouldn't do that, and if you ask them why, they can't tell you why. If they see that you're gonna be out there doing something, They'll say, man, I, I wouldn't go over there, why? Well, I, he- I heard that it wasn't, that wasn't a good thing to do. Then we go to the masses, the coach class faith. That's the average, that's the C. I used to tell my football players all the time, you can get a C if you go to class, sit in the first three rows and ask two questions a week. Make the teacher think you interested. They'll help you. They'll help you. Just, it not listen, it doesn't take anything to be average. Just show up, do it, you can be average. That's why they call it the masses. But then, how can you elevate your faith at least to business class? So you're getting out of the masses. Now, it takes a little more risk. You know what I realized? My faith started growing when my commitment outweighed my feelings. See, because you know the five biggest words that keeps us from taking action, from taking action I don't feel like it. <laughs> why pre-COVID, why churches are not full on Sunday morning and, and you can't get down the highway on Monday morning? I don't feel like waking up and going. That's it. But see, how can we etch the faith on down? Business class. Well, you know, you go there sometime in the faith, you looks around, you ever went in and tried to get a loan and, and, and they say, well, the God's, gonna, God's gonna bless me, so I just need you to go ahead and give me the loan. Probably not gonna happen. Ain't that right, Roy? Roy's a banker over there, so I know. Probably not, he needs some data. What, can I get your W-2? Can I get your tax return? But here's what I say, I got crazy faith. That's the 1% that produced the heroes of faith in the Bible that we talk about. So as I get ready to wrap this up, I want to give you New Life Church downtown top four faith countdowns. Just like you get on ESPN, you know what I'm saying. You got to, hey, they're all in the Bible, you can pick, but I picked out four that move me. That, that when, I'm, when I'm struggling, I struggle with my faith. Because I want to see it. But I get back in the word and I go back and I, when I think about the guy that moves me and about my favorite character in the Bible is Joseph. Why? His brothers sold him. All right? He was then then accused of something he didn't do. And then God pruned him 13 years in prison. I don't have a great relationship with my brother because of something he allowed to happen to me. And so I'm still struggling with that. But I know that faith that God can heal that. Think about, what did God do? Joseph never wavered. He was 1% crazy faith. He knew that God had a plan for him, and even when he didn't feel like it, he kept the faith. And what happened? The same people that mistreated him, that's why they say, be careful how you treat somebody on the way up. Because when you're on your way down, they'll be looking at you. But because Joseph had the heart, God allowed for him to take care of his family. Noah. Think about Noah now. I can't imagine a man out there building an the ark because somebody told me, well, what, what you building that ship for? And now why are you getting all those animals and, and taking those animals on the ship? Uh, what are they going to use a restroom? How, man, that guy must be crazy. Here's what I want you to know. See, faith is a disruptor. And when God tells you something, you move because it's a disruptive motion against what man thinks. And that's why Noah survived, because why? He had faith in the word of God. And by his faith, he was chosen by God. Moses. I'm not going to talk about that because... I'm sure many of you on Sunday watch Charles Heston and Moses on Channel 7, I mean on on, on the TV on, on Sunday night. But I'm amazed by that story as I continue to read the Old Testament because of Moses' faith, that he had the faith to raise up a staff to open up the Red Sea because that's what God told him to do. And he was disrupted because what the Israelites say, why you bring us out here? Man, at least we were eating over here. With the Egyptians, we had comfort. Moses was a disruptor. And he changed. Do you ever wonder about, well, God, can you give me any signs? I think he gives us. Look at this chariot wheel in the Red Sea. When I flew over the Red Sea, I was thinking about what that was. God will leave signs. But the word is where our belief is. But there are things out there that allow for us to do that. Now, just think, how is that still down here when the swimmers were there taking their pictures to realize that thousands of years ago, that God was who he was then and who he can be today. Now, if he can open the Red Sea, I know we can go to 65th Street and take that. But we gotta get outside our comfort zone. Just because it's dangerous don't mean we're not supposed to go. In fact, it means we're supposed to go. And the last, our Jesus, the crucifixion, the passion. You think he was comfortable? When he decided to sacrifice for me, you, you, you? Mm -mm. He was way outside his comfort zone. That's what he told God. This cup for me. That's how transformation starts. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating as far as to divide soul, spirit, joints, and marrow It is a judge of the ideas and thoughts of the heart. When God went there, when Jesus went to that cross, that's the number one highlight of the Bible. In everything, that's why it's before Christ and after A.D. He was transformational for us to have this opportunity to go serve today. He had no chariot. He walked with the donkey to serve. He blessed, never had a house. He came for others. I want to rally us to get in the game for Jesus. Pastor Bronson is going to give you some information to get signed up. We're looking for 100 transforming servants that we can have that's going to help us. And what we're going to do, provide the leadership for other churches in the community. Because not only our church, any church in Arkansas can access CityServe. Just, it's just not for us. When I look back and I see my man, Blake Post, and M18, those guys work at the warehouse. They, I, had, I, had, I had an executive through the warehouse the other day. They said, this is the cleanest warehouse we have ever seen. And I said, big old Blake, give it up for my guys back there. Let's give them a round of applause, our young 18 guys back there. They balling, so we calling. I got to call them out. And I'm proud. You know why? They're coming. Their faith is growing. Why? They're serving somebody other than themselves. You know, Blake said one thing. He was on the radio talking, and that's why I love him so. He said that when he was going through his substance abuse, he said, when he got arrested and they put him in handcuffs, he said, thank you, Jesus. Because now he realized he was on the path to being free. Sometimes we can run for so long, run, 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 and then God has to catch us to clean us. had to catch the fish to clean it. And then now look what he's doing. See how God has multiplied him? See, God don't waste an experience. Now when we go in the area and we see, I got the brothers right there. We can talk the language. You know why? They've overcome theirs with faith in God because Blake, their leader, has showed them that. They're remodeling houses. Where do they get the material from? City serve. They got houses they're doing why? They're taking that on. We're going to transform communities. And I'm going to ask you to get in the game to help us. Will you, will you pray with me? God, thank you for this day and this opportunity to cast your vision and ask for your blessings. We trust you that where your vision is your provision. I'm so excited to see what you got next. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. And we just ask you, lead us and guide us. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for Fitz. How many of you guys ask yourself the question, what is CityServe? During that? Anybody? A few people going to be honest? Okay. CityServe is a parachurch organization that came out of partnership with our church and the Arkansas Dream Center and Costco. You all ever heard of Costco little company. Uh, Pottery Barn. Amazon, whose stock topped 3,400 this week. Small, small company. Uh, y'all, what is happening doesn't happen. I've been in ministry for about 15 years now, and I've never seen anything like this. They're giving us $13 million worth of goods this year. $40 million worth of goods have been promised over the next three years. Now, let that sink in. $40 million worth of goods over the next three years. That churches, local churches, see what's happened is when you you return a toaster to Walmart, they can't go resell it, okay? So they have to write it off. And they've been trying to figure out which organizations to give it to and they kept having problems because the organizations were selling the goods on eBay that they got, but what they learned is is that churches love to bless people. Churches love to take care of people. And if they give it to churches, churches will distribute it to people who need it. And so when Fitz is talking about going in and getting to furnish an apartment, he's not talking about some old broken down furniture. He's talking about like a brand new pottery barn apartment for free. <laughs> so what we do is we pay a membership as a church, which is a fraction of what our benevolence budget used to be, but we pay that in based on attendance and we get access to these goods. Now, it came out of a relationship with our church, but it's not New Life Church Outreach. We call it City Serve because every church in the area can be a part of this. So if you attend another church, go back and tell your pastor, there's something called City Serve. Get him connected with Fitz. Y'all, we'll get them in there and, and that church can be a part of this. Now, where do you come in? If you meet somebody in the community and they have a need, we can meet it. There's no tricks. Like we, we can, if you have a neighbor who needs a couch, we can give them a couch. If you have a neighbor who needs workout equipment, I got a friend, I don't know if she's in here. You in here? I met you, what's up? Somebody need workout equipment. We're working on that. And so here, here's what I want you to do. Where's my phone? Will you hand me my phone? Text the number, everybody, get your cell phones out. Let me see them. This is mandatory participation. I know you got a cell phone. I know you checked it more than once since you've been here. Let me see it. Okay, get out your phones. Don't worry, we're not going to ask you for anything. We're giving you something here. So go into your text messages and enter the number 88123,000. 88,000, 000, three zeros. And then text the word, all one word, city, serve. D-L-R, all one word, and hit send. All right, all you gotta do is you fill out that form and we can send in a request. And so every month we put it in an order. And so y'all, if you wanna be in the hands and feet of Jesus to the community that you're in, if you wanna be able to meet a physical need that somebody has, you know, we may well be able to win that person. Let me let me read one, one thing to you. We're gonna close with one Song of Worship, Isaiah 60. This is a messianic prophecy. This is pointing towards Jesus. That's what that means. But I believe there's more to it here. It says this. It says, Arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, a thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you and the nations will come to your light. Y'all, I believe firmly, a foundational belief for me is that the church is supposed to shine the light of God, the light of Jesus to the world around us. And Karl Marx, he had a, a quote. He said, religion is the opium of the masses. I believe that all, if all we do is offer people future hope, we're just offering them a painkiller. But if we can come in and offer people hope where they're at, that's what Jesus did. Jesus engaged people where they were at. He said, I see your need, I care about it, and I want to help fill it. And so our ask to you, this is how we want to close out the It Starts With Me series, is will you join us in this? Will you join us in being a blessing to the city around us? Because y'all, we haven't seen anything yet. Our best days are not behind us. Our best days are directly in front of us. And y'all, this partnership is Unbelievable! I I told Fitz, and for some reason, I feel almost guilty talking about it. I feel like I'm telling you something that's not true because it's so unbelievable. But this year, our goal is to uh, clean out that twelve million and make room. We had to turn down one million dollars worth of product last month. Turned down. So who could you bless? we're about to sing a song and that's what I want you to think about is who could I bless and I want you to fill that form out send it in and and if you want to go out and help with the distribution you can be a part of that just email Fitz this email can we put that up there Fitz.Hill at NewLifeChurch.tv Fitz.Hill at NewLifeChurch.tv and you can be uh, a part of the what are you calling it transforming service the 100 the 100 keep it 100 you like to say that All right. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.